Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello and welcome to The Last Days Podcast. This is Dr. Todd Holmes. I have my wonderful wife here with me, Pastor Katie. It's great to be with you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to spend with us and join here. We know that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you even as we're speaking to you. And so um, it's awesome to be able to hear from you and what's going on in your life and what the Lord is doing. And we trust that the uh, this podcast is a great blessing in your life and a great help. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you, so please uh, contact us. You know, you can um, send us an email, if you like, at theriveroftricities at gmail.com. Theriveroftricities at gmail.com. You can just send an email to us. We'd love to hear who you are, where you're um, listening from. Started to say watching, but... <laughs> yeah, you could. You could just look at your phone or device, whatever it is. But uh, we're really glad that um, you are tuning in. If you could please share this with other people, that'd be awesome. And it uh, just helps us to be able to increase the effectiveness of what we are doing here as we're bringing you um, what we know as a timely word, because we asked the Lord to speak through us, to lead us in the different topics that we cover and so today, I believe we are heading into uh, the direction of spirit-led decision-making. Spirit-led decision-making. And so um, if you are a believer and you're listening to this, um, then you have inside of you the Holy Ghost. Um, when you were born again, the Spirit of God came to live inside of you. Now, I'm not talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm just talking about how God came and he made his abode, his home inside of you. He lives inside of you. And um, so the Holy Spirit will, will speak to you. He will um, show you what you need to know, direct you in the paths that you should walk in, and we know that we're led by the Spirit of God. The Word says they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Yes. And so that's you, and you know, so son or daughter of God, you're a child of God. And yes. we are so glad that we can, we can just tune in to the Holy Ghost network inside of us yes. and get a word from God, Lord, this is what you would have for me to do. Now, the foundation of everything is this, and the Word of God um, in the Old Testament was, choose you this day who you will serve. And so in your first, <laughs> um, shall I say, uh, foundation of decision-making is who you're going to serve. <laughs> um, and a lot of people, you know, they say, well, I serve God. Well, a lot of times, but your decision-making, you're serving yourself and you're not serving God. <laughs> that is the great battle. <laughs> that is a great battle. You know, For is this decision, is this all about me or 
you know, if <laughs> I don't want to get God involved in this decision. Sometimes it's like, you know, kind of half about us and half about God, but we'll just say it's all about God. But really, when it comes down to it, the great surrender that has to take place uh, daily, many times that's like, uh, you know, each minute, each hour, you know, that, that type of thing. But, um, you know, we do, it, there's nothing like the power of a consecrated decision that it's, you know, we just need to be like all in, so, you know, make a decision and then just like go with that. And of course, if we've made the decision to ask Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior, he's not just one, but he's actually both, then and we give him our heart, it's supposed to be that we give him everything. And if he's Lord and Master, right, and Savior, then that means that we're the servant, we're actually the slave. So whatever he says to do, that's what we do. I know, you know, in the in modern culture, um, slaves not a great term or whatever. But the thing is, is that we're actually we were created, we were put here to serve God. We were put here for His plan, for yeah. His purpose, to give Him glory. Everything about our life is supposed to do that. You cannot even do that or fulfill that at all if you haven't fully given Him your heart, your life, everything about you. And so it really does take a great surrender of the flesh and to be able to yield everything to him and to just be like, okay, Lord, you are indeed Lord. And I am servant. I am um, the slave. I am here to carry out exactly what you desire. And I'm here to be a vessel that you can pour into. You can, you can flow through to be able to establish your kingdom here on earth. So of course you've, if you've been listening to this podcast, any amount of time, you have heard us talk about, um, you know, giving our all because it's only then that really not only can God use us fully, but that you will actually see in your life, really what God intended with your life. And then it will be the greatest joy for you. It'll bring the greatest fulfillment. And of course, the word talks about, even in Revelation, when you know G- when the Lord said, I would just rather, he was um, talking to the church at Laodicea, and the thing that he had against them is that they were lukewarm. And mm-hmm. so he said, That's I would true. rather have you be hot or cold, like just pick one and then be that. Like, in a sense, that really is like you being true to yourself, right? A culture, modern day culture uses that a little bit differently. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is, is just, just pick one and give it everything that you got. Understanding that if you pick the way of the world, the way of the flesh, the way of the enemy, it leads to hell. It's going to be hell on earth. And it's going to, you're going to spend eternity in hell. So, of course, that's not a wise choice to make. No hell. What's really bad is when people think that they're choosing the kingdom, they might even accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but then they don't yield to the Holy Spirit. They don't follow the word of God. They um, might go to church once in a while. Uh, I think that most of us listening probably are aware, but if you're not aware, church attendance does not guarantee that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. That's for sure. At all. The, the Bible says that if you call upon the name of the Lord, if you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, that's what guarantees that you're going to spend eternity with him. 
So going back to obviously we choose wisely, but um, when you've yeah. made yeah when you've made the d- the decision, then just give it give it everything. Serve him with all of your might, all of your soul, all of your strength, everything within you. Amen. And I mean, it's just so awesome. Everything that you receive in return and the joy and the fulfillment and the incredible, not only will you be super blessed, but you will be such a blessing to everybody else that you're around. So that's awesome. So of course, that's all what we're all about. And so we're all about seeing other people have that great fulfillment in their life. Amen. And that's, you know, that's what you have to, you have to make that decision. And you, you have to know that the foundation of every decision that I make is, Lord, what do you want me to do? And, you know, when I was talking to you just a minute ago um, about the Old Testament, it said in Joshua 24, it says, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day who you will serve. I like that because if it, it seems if it seems like a bad thing for you to follow God, well then, okay, who are you going to serve then? Because you're going to serve somebody. You are going to serve somebody. That's so. And true. it goes on whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Oh, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you can serve the gods of this world, the gods of America, or the gods of whatever country it is that you are living in. You can serve the gods on the other side of the flood, you know, where you've come from, okay, (laughs) what you were one time separated from. But when you were separated, um, but when when you came through, uh, baptism, you were separated into the plan of God. And so you came through a flood also, but you can choose to go back into the past. You can choose to start making decisions according to your old nature, or you can make decisions based on what's popular in the nation. Right. And you know, what seems to be the, the thing that everybody else is doing. So I guess I'll do that also. Uh, or you can say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to make a decision based on what God's word says and based on what our uh, culture as a Christian is. And, and that's, that's a powerful thing because a lot of people consider, let's just say us here, um, since we are bringing this podcast to you out of the United States, I could say my culture is more of an American than a Christian. And honestly, a lot of people, they make decisions based on what they feel more attuned to. This is, this is who I am. And some days you're an American and you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you are just... You're serving the interests of, you know, what Americans do instead of, hey, I am of a kingdom culture. And this, in the kingdom of God, is what we do. Joshua said, you know, it doesn't matter where I came from, where I am right now, but I want to tell you, I'm a part of something else. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Psalm chapter 
37 says in verse 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That's out of the New Living Translation. And so every detail of their lives. So you can't say that, you know, hey, God really doesn't care about this thing. I'm not saying that you have to, you have, to have a prayer meeting when you go to uh, the grocery store or whatever and, you know, and, you know, oh, Lord, direct me in what color of a toothbrush I buy today. I, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that type of stuff, okay? But I'm talking about your, your life and the direction that you go, your family, your job, your finances, the things you involve yourself with, the people that surround you, where you're going to work, where you're going to go to church. A lot of people, they make decisions on where to move based on their job, and they get there, and there's no spiritual foundation there. Why? Because they made a decision that was outside of the kingdom of God. They didn't ask God, hey, Lord, what do you have? They just go there, and we'll find something. Well, don't you think that that should be like a foundational decision? Just asking for a friend. But, um, (laughs) you know... We, we make a lot of decisions that serve our own interests and not the interests of God, not the interests of the kingdom of God. Right. You know, even just that s- specific example you gave is like a foreign concept to a lot of people. But whatever mm, you're called so to people. do as a Christian, God has to be our number one priority in life. It doesn't matter even if you're called to ministry, you're called to be a, um, one of the fivefold ministry offices, or you're, or you're called into business, into a political realm, or... You might say, well, you know, I'm um, in this season of life. I am at home raising my kids and maybe I'll be doing something different later, but this is what I'm doing. Regardless of, of whatever age we are, whatever financial status, where we live, any of that, when, and I mean where we live like worldwide, that number one, God has to be a first priority. So in all of our decisions, and of course you're specifically talking about decisions where the word of God doesn't answer us, are a specific question. Sure, you're not going to find a chapter and verse there in the Bible that says this is where you're supposed to live. Right. Unless you're Abraham. <laughs> he kind of right wandered up, around yeah. too, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for a city in heaven. <laughs> well, on earth, yes. <laughs> well, yes, because obviously they didn't. They weren't born again, nor did they have the Holy Spirit living on the, the inside of them. So it's a beautiful thing that we have that. Today we have the great teacher alongside of us. So we're really, um, we really have no excuse at all to not you know, seek the Lord and to expect and to know that every decision that needs to be made, whether it's a small decision, a large decision, that he's right alongside there to help us. But Amen. our priority has got to be, number one, Lord, I serve you. So everything else will follow after that. You know, it's just amazing. I've seen in my own life and with so many other pe- people that as you put God number one, the number one priority, then everything else begins to fall in line. Now, of course, the enemy and your own natural thinking is going to try to influence you and make you to think that you've got to take care of everything else first and then fit God in or take care of everything first. Like, okay, that's the most important or whatever. And then I'll go to church on Sunday. Okay. Mm. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about, first of all, it starts from your heart. Remember, as we were talking about, we're, we're all in. So we've decided we came born again. He's our Lord and our Savior, and we're going to follow him with our with everything within us. And so, of course, he's number one. So 
and we've practiced this even from, of course, before we were married, because we were both, um, you know, in ministry even before that we got married, but, but all the more so when we joined together, because of course, when you join together in marriage, then you got to work out, you know, how you're going to communicate together and how you're going to serve God together. How are you going to honor God together? Yep. And, um, you know, Very who's going to make the decisions here, you know? And so <laughs> anyway, so sometimes initially, maybe it even becomes, you know, a little bit more of a challenge. Hopefully you've taken the time before um, marriage to get to know the other person. Otherwise, break out the boxing gloves. <laughs> Let's see who the last person standing is. And this is not a marriage podcast as we've done many of those. We've done a great... Uh, That's right. We, we never great. got into that point about breaking out the boxing gloves in marriage. Maybe some other oh podcast. Oh my goodness, we've never done that. No, she's got a great left hook though. I do? I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's like, I don't think anything, I do anything really great with my left hand, but anyway. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not going <laughs> to necessarily give uh, marriage advice right now. Um, but the importance of, of, of course, um, you know, cannot be emphasized enough about, you know, getting on the, the same page and, you know, don't, don't marry an unbeliever like that. That just brings a whole lot of headache and and heartache and everything. So anyway, Absolutely. Um, that's kind of a basic um, that we're not going to get into right now. But the important thing is, is that um, together, even in a marriage, that that you unite on the fact that God is number one priority. So Amen. our relationship with God and serving him and doing what he's called us to do actually even comes before the marriage, before the children, before the job. A lot of people have really a hard time with, especially like a job or career, because of course those can be all consuming sometimes. Even ministry, I'll tell you, will like zap you of your time, your energy, your strength. It'll take more than you can even actually give oh, um, so if true. you allow it to. And so you can be in full-time ministry and like lose your relationship with God because you don't keep him number one priority. I mean, and we've seen that. That's, mm-hmm. that's how ministers and ministries end up falling and ending up, you know, getting into um, some crazy, you know, situations that, you know, unfortunately reflect really bad on, on the Lord and on, on ministers and ministry in general and the kingdom of God. Amen. But anyway, so God has to be number one priority. Yes, That's does. what we're going back to. And we have to keep him there. And sometimes that even takes like us, uh, like, again, like fully, you know, consecrating our lives afresh to him. And don't think that like you're beyond that. You may have been saved a long time. You may be have been in ministry for, you know, decades or whatever. Don't think that you are beyond that because there's nothing like a fresh consecration of the heart. Like Lord, I am all of yours and I belong to you and you remain as number one priority. And so all of my decisions and the things that I do are going to follow that. Very true. But you, you have, you know, we mentioned right at the beginning, but then you've brought it out more. We have the Holy ghost inside of us. Yes. The Holy spirit reigns and he speaks a lot of people shut the voice of God down. Right. And Override they, it. And they yeah. say, well, God didn't speak to me. Most of the time, I want to tell you something. People ignore instead of saying he's not talking to them. Okay? Right. Because you can hear from God and other things. You hear God wonderfully for other people. <laughs> I know you people. I know you people. I've heard you all the time. You say, well, you know, God spoke to me about you and told me da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, well, what about the mess of your own life here now? You know, you're real good at giving other people direction, but why can't you get a word about yourself? 
because you don't want to hear you ugly thing. You just want to do your own thing because you want to serve your own interests. The Bible says in 1 John 2.20, you have been anointed by, and you hold a sacred appointment from, and you've been given an unction from the Holy One, and you yes. know the truth, or you know all things. things. You know the truth. You just want to ignore it because the truth is inconvenient. Oh, was that an Al Gore thing? Um, uh, the, an inconvenient truth. Um, and oh, so, dear. isn't that that's the book? That's going back, I don't know, but that's going back a lot of years. Why would, I, I've never read a book after him. No, no, I think that's kidding. the book, it's like on climate change or something like that. Oh my gosh. But, but, oh. no, no, I don't know where that, anyway, back on track. Yeah, let's go, Not that's good, we don't Al know about Gore. that. Um, but he was from Tennessee, actually from this area No, we, are you yes. serious? Yes, he was a senator of Tennessee. And so, that's our claim to fame. He invented the internet. That's what he says. Oh, my god! And then also told us all about climate change. But anyway, I believe he's the one who wrote the book, An Inconvenient Truth. But bringing this back into what wow. the Word of God says, okay, in 1 John 2.20, you know the truth, but sometimes truth, the, the truth is inconvenient for you because it's going to direct you in some way that you like, I have to make changes in my life for me to follow after the, the plan of God. Well, back to Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of your life. And so, you know, it, a lot of people say the devil's in the details. I want to tell you this, God's in the details. God is in the details. If you let him be, you, the reason the devil's in the details is because you don't seek the truth. You don't want to know the truth. That's why the devil is in the details. And that's why he runs you ragged. And he messes up your life and you're always saying, oh, the devil attacked me again today. I don't want to tell you something. Uh, God is directing. God is moving. God is showing the truth. He's revealing things to you. But you have to listen and you have to make adjustments. And the foundation has to be, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because I'm not going to follow after the ways of the gods that were before my salvation. Not going to follow after the gods of the land I live in. I'm going to follow after the things of the Spirit of God and the kingdom of of God here that is established on this earth. You say, where is it established? In you. The kingdom of God is within you, the word says. <laughs> Remember, it's within you. And so you're not going to look around and say, oh, you know, the kingdom's over there, the kingdom's over there. No, it's inside of you. Actually, you carry it around. And so all of the truth of how God wants to lead you and guide you is within you. But a lot of times people don't want to take the time to hear what God is saying. Mm -hmm. you're, you're busy about seeking things that affirm what you want to do. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is so, so exactly true. Yes, because we definitely give our time and attention to the things that interest us or that we want to. Um, if we're a super disciplined individual, we will, um, you know, we have trained ourselves to give time and attention to the things that, that, you know, we need to, or maybe we have to, in order to, you know, keep our job or to, you know, excel at, at, at certain things or whatever. But, but for sure it has to, and especially without any discipline, it's, it's all going to be led by whatever we feel we want to do. Or emotions. Right. A lot of times A people feelings. are led by, yeah. led by emotions. This is how this makes me feel. And this is what, what I want to do. And so we, you, have to get, you have to get out of that and be led by the Holy Spirit, totally led by the Holy Spirit. 
All of us have emotions. Right. Everybody, even guys, you have emotions. All right? <laughs> just not and, so evident sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, like, <laughs> tap real deep into them and everything like that. And <clears throat> that's, that's not a necessary emotions thing. Emotions aren't, like, a feminine thing. They're a human thing. Right. All humans have emotions. Right. And even Jesus, when he was here on this earth, there was some some things that, you know, he he was, you know, when Lazarus died, it said he wept. Why would he have wept if he didn't have emotions? He did have emotions. And you would and, definitely see him be angry and upset, especially at, you know, Pharisees and Sadducees and the and scribes. And the market people in the... In the Lovers synagogue, of money and, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, he got he got kind of riled up, and and you can the Bible even says be angry, but sin not. Well, that's anger's coming out of your emotions, mm-hmm. but you can't sin, and so it's not necessarily even that that emotions that are not super fruitful are a sin. Okay, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Jesus, he fashioned a whip. Um, there when he saw the money changers in the temple. That means when he walked into the temple and he saw this, he was so upset that he took the time to build a whip. That's what it means. (laughs) So he's watching them as he's gathering all the materials, and he's like, I am going to whoop these guys. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time he's making this whip, he is seeing what these people are doing, and he's getting more and more angry. Not that anybody here has ever done that, but I just want to let you know that, you know, sometimes you've got some, you've got some anger. Hopefully you don't have anger issues. Okay. But you have some emotion that comes out of you, but you cannot be led by your emotions. Okay. Now, another interesting thing with Jesus, even though uh, when he was angry, he fashioned a whip in the synagogue, and he drove the money changers out of the temple. Jesus said, I don't do anything but what I see my father do. And I don't say anything except what I hear my father say. And so, you know, you can, you can be influenced by your emotions, okay? Influenced and led are different things. Right. right. Okay, that's you can have true. the influence that's of your emotions, true. but in the end... In the leading of it, is it a godly decision that you are making? Right. Okay? Right. There's a, there's a different things. You can go, okay, let's just say, okay, we're looking at something right now. Okay, my wife, she needs to get another set of wheels, okay? And so, and... Uh, actually, actually a whole do. car, not just a set not of a wheels. Not a set of wheels, true. Yes, okay. And so, yeah, uh, just to be more exact. And so... And so we are, we're looking for something to replace the vehicle that she's um, driving right now. And so we were, um, we were driving the other day and uh, saw something. It was like, oh, let's take a look at this. And so, you know, when you're looking at something, you want to, in the natural, okay, we're just using this. It could be a, it could be a house, could be a piece of property, could be clothing, um, could be a vehicle. And so we're looking at a vehicle. Alan's sitting here with us. He just got a vehicle the other day. Did the vehicle, when you saw it, make you smile? Yes, it did. Okay. And what that's an, as a smile, though, that's an emotional thing. Okay. But, yeah, and when we've, uh, when we bought houses before, 
when we walked in them, we felt, not necessarily in our spirit, but we felt just, you know, to ourselves, oh, this is home. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable. I feel peace. I feel this is, this is it. And so we, as we were looking at, at vehicles the other day, there was a couple of them that um, they were both identical except for the color. Pretty much, mm-hmm. and a little bit of mileage difference because mm-hmm. they weren't brand new, mm-hmm. but, but very low mileage on them. And so we were looking at these uh, two vehicles, and of course you're looking at something, you're thinking, oh, this would be, be great, this would be you know, comfortable, I like this in the car, this in the car. And, and so your emotions are tied into that. But then when it came down to making the final decision, we walked off the property and we didn't get a car. And so, because you have to know in, in your heart, is this mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do? Right, right. You can't be led by that emotional decision. Right. And that could be a guy, that could be a lady. And because all of us have emotions and we have to sort through these things, mm-hmm. am I making an emotional decision? When, when we bought our church, um, about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. as we as I was driving past um, the church, and I knew we were needing a building. I mean, we needed a building so bad. Mm-hmm. We were we'd been renting, and 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 just and and the church was growing, and we were out of space. And I knew that God was going to give us a place, and He had that place for us. But you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And as I'm driving down the road here through the, the main part of town. I come past this property. Actually, this is where we're doing the podcast today. And as I'm driving past this property, I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, that's your property. And I was like, whoa. And I looked over at it, and I'd been past here several times, and I liked the building. I remember the first time, actually, that I drove here. Um, this is before my wife and I even came up together. I remember wow. driving past this property a few times and looking at this building going like, wow, that's a nice piece of property. And uh, I, I remember very distinctly driving past here two times and the same thing, that's a nice piece of property. And not knowing that about four years later or three and a half years later, God would say, that's your piece of property. And so I had heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and say that, but and, and you begin to feel something then. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you can, your emotions can get involved and everything like that. And um, you have to bring everything back, though, in line with this is the word of God and not make decisions um, based on your emotions. Because when, when God told me that this is your property, and then we began to contact someone here at the church to talk to us about the property because the property did not appear to be for sale at all. And it took months for somebody that owned this property um, that was, you know, and the church was still going on here and everything like that for them to call us back, call me back. And so um, the crazy thing is that when I, when the the chairman of the board called me back because the, there was no pastor at the time. He calls me back and he said, hey, you know, the denomination um, that, you know, we'd gone that far, you know, denominational headquarters, and they contacted the chairman of the board and said, you got to call this guy in your town. And so when he calls me up 
And, um, and he says, I understand I'm supposed to call you. And I said, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I just had a quick question for you. Is your church for sale? Now, remember, I already had a word from the Lord. And so this guy, this guy says, no, it's not. Why do you ask? Well, when I heard, no, it's not, it really didn't matter what he said. Because I knew <laughs> whether it's for sale or not, that's my property. And, and so I don't get huffy, though. I don't get in my emotions. I just have a knowledge. I have, an, I have a knowing inside of me because I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. And I knew that's our property. doesn't matter really what the guy says. And so when the guy said, no, it's not for sale, why do you, why do you ask? And I said, like, well, you know, I'm a pastor here in town, and we're out of room, and we've been uh, going a couple different places as we've been growing from place to place, and and uh, I don't know where else to go from here. And I said, I was coming past this property and I felt that I needed to call you about it. And he just listened to me. He goes, well, it's not for sale. He goes, but would you like to see it? Well, who says those kind of things? <laughs> and, uh, and so the next day, my wife and I met him here at this church and he gave us a tour of the entire property walked us through everything, let us look around and everything. We got to the very end of this building and it stretches out and we were at the far end and standing in the gymnasium and uh, the, man, the man says, well, what do you think? I said, wow. I said, this is an incredible piece of property and you guys have taken wonderful care of it. And um, he says, so you like it? And I said, yeah. I said, I really do. He goes, and I said, but it's not for sale, right? And he said, no, you're, you're correct. It's not for sale. I said, okay. I said, just wanted to check. He says, would you like it to be for sale? <laughs> and when I, when I heard those words, I was like, bing, you know, hallelujah. God, you're making this work. And, I, and I, I knew of a certainty. Everything is going to work for this here. And it was just a matter of months' time. Everything fell in place, and God put this piece of property into our hands because we had a word from God. And when I went past, the Holy Spirit spoke inside of me. That unction from the Holy One began to speak, and you know things. Other, nobody else knew it in town. Even the owners didn't know what was going to happen with their property, but I knew because I have an unction. And so that decision-making process, when he said, well, why don't you then talk to whoever you need to talk to and find out if, if you guys can buy this building? I paused for like five seconds, and I said, okay, I checked. Yes, we can. And he just <laughs> looks at me strange. I was like, you know, the only one I need to check with is the Holy Ghost because the Holy Spirit is the one who said, that's your property. Mm -hmm. And so... I already knew months and months before I had this meeting with this guy, I knew the outcome of the meeting and I knew the plan of God because the foundation is as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and our decisions are based on the kingdom of God, not on our self interests, right? Not on, okay, you know, do I like this? Do I like this? I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, and, you know, we're looking at the church and we're, we're in the process of renovating things and just continually renovating this, mm -hmm. this property. And it's a lot of work and it's very expensive. Right. And, you know, I, I would have looked at this building and thought, well, I'd, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do this. And maybe this isn't exactly what mm -hmm. I would choose if I were building a new building. Well, no, this was built back in 1961, but it's solid. I mean, it's so solid, and it's built well, and, and every, we, have the, we have the incredible bones of an amazing structure here. And so we're just doing what God tells us to in, in renovating it, 
and bringing it up to date. But if it was just up to me emotionally, I might have said, no, you know, I like this. I don't like that look. I don't like that. But God said, that's yours. And so then who are we to decide whether we want to say yes to God or no to God? You know, actually, the choice isn't ours. Right. When you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and the Lord speaks to you and says, this is the plan, then you just shut up and do it. Mm -hmm. You really do. Right. Just shut up and do it. Right. And you don't, you don't, it's not even a, a question. Well, Lord, what about this? What about that? Doesn't matter what about anything. You just, you just have to obey God and just be obedient to whatever it is that God says that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll see God will work all the details out because the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.